Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Check. Sports Check. It's Sports Check. Welcome to episode 191. You mean the Dutch Leonard episode? Ah, uh, Dutch Leonard. The former Cubs pitcher, a five-time All-Star. Not to be confused, by the way, with the original Dutch Leonard in Major League Baseball, who has the Major League Baseball record for lowest ERA in a season since 1900. No, no, no. This Dutch Leonard, who pitched for the Cubs in the 40s and 50s, Won 191 games in his big league career. Would he have walked out to pass the Dutchie by musical youth? I don't (laughs) think so. Nor do I think he's related to Dutchie Carey, the wife of Harry Carey. There's so many Dutchies we could go. Yeah. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but... Somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way. It is. It's good. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Let's take a left turn and talk to Tom Noy. Tom of the South Bend Tribune. Yes, sir. Busy boy. Always. When are you not busy? Is there a time of year when you're not busy? Summer. Yeah. Yeah. I get like five weeks of vacation. I have to fit in somewhere between mm, the end of June and the start of August. Okay. When football starts. Yeah. So you're so. basically off the whole month of July. Yeah. That's Eric Hansen. He, he, <laughs> he literally, no, he literally walks out the door on June 30th and doesn't walk back in the door until August 1st yeah. because that's like the only time he's available to take vacation. Like when and and our boss is always great. Like he says, look if you if you want to take vacation, take vacation during the season. But I mean, you know how it is. You when get into when football. are you going to do that? Yeah, you get into high school football, then college football, then college basketball. You don't really want to step away and say, all right, well, I'm going on vacation, and we're as short staffed as it is. So you don't say, I'm going on vacation once, and somebody else handle it for two more weeks. So. Could you take off a whole month? Could you personally do that? No. And my wife, my it would drive my wife insane. I would oh, go yeah. nuts. They, my family hates when I'm on vacation. <laughs> hates it. They're like, oh, God. Uh, you know, my son will be like, oh, God, what's the matter? Dad's coming on vacation, going on vacation next week. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm a pain to deal with when I'm not busy. Like, I got this, I got that, I got this, I'm going here, I'm going there. Where, you know, where else 
where else can I go this week and, and stay busy? And then when you have nothing to do, it's <laughs> I'm good. I'm good for like maybe a week at a time. I can only take it in a week. Okay, you know, maybe a week here, maybe another week there. But if it, if it's two weeks, my family's like, God help us. Well, I dialed my man up on the Twitter machine last night because... Late. Late last night. Late. I got like a 12-hour notice on this. Yeah, but that's okay because you're here because, well, first of all, you've asked to be on the show. And secondly, <laughs> secondly, because I'm sitting there, you know, we uh, we went ahead and pulled the trigger on the YouTube TV free trial last night. So oh. I got to see the last couple minutes of the Notre Dame-Clemson game. And the Irish have now won four in a row. They beat the Tigers last night, 61-57. Rex Fluger comes off the milk carton to get 18 points, hit four three-pointers, the game of his season. And it suddenly occurred to me, is Notre Dame basketball actually relevant now? Are they, are they good? And I ask that because, in my mind, Tom Noy, yes, sir. they still have not beaten anybody any good. You look at their numbers, and everybody, you know, you want, you look, the goal when you start this whole thing back in September is to get to the NCAA tournament. And you, as a guy that covers a team, a program, you want nothing more than to go to the NCAA tournament. Like people are on me last week about uh, on Twitter and social media. Why do you, do you hate Notre Dame? Why do you not like Notre Dame? <laughs> yes, yes, people, I love covering a program that doesn't go to the NCAA tournament. I said, this is what I hate. I hate having to cover the NIT. I hate when a program has a losing record to where I might have to spend my summer, my only time that I get to just kind of relax and chill, possibly doing a coaching search this right. year, next year. That's what I hate. Like, Give, give me a, a beat writer that hates going to the NCAA tournament. Like I want, I don't openly root and palm my fist and cheer in the press box for Notre Dame, but I want, I, I mean, I want them to go to the NCAA tournament. Well, I want them to win. It generates more interest in what you're writing. It does. Good. We get, we just got a rundown of our top five stories last week. Maybe, maybe even no, they're top ten, maybe top fifteen. I think one of them was basketball. Mm-hmm. The rest is football. Brian Kelly sneezes. And we write about it, and that'll generate more hits than a basketball story sure. at this time of year. That's just the way it is. So, But look, it wasn't that way when Planet Pat and DJ and all that Jaren was going Grant on. and Zach August and Steve Astoria. Like, there was a buzz about this team. There was a pulse about this team. Pause uh, button real quick, because I'm fascinated with newspaper. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do they grade top ten stories? Uh, are we talking about clicks. online? Are we online. talking about on ND Insider? ND Insider, how many clicks uh, X X story gets? Like okay. like the new assistant coach at Notre Dame through the roof. Yes. Uh, they're all the recruiting stuff through the roof. Basketball, where's basketball? Where is it? Okay, you know. Okay, so. but that's the thing. They still haven't beaten anybody any good, and it you know they got a nice road win at Clemson last night. A team that got off to a great start and has gone right down the tubes like a lot of other teams in the <laughs> ACC. So now Notre Dame goes to Virginia Tuesday night, a place where they have never, never. played well. Never won. But Olden Polonese is not coming through <laughs> that door. Okay? Uh, Come on, give me some more. <laughs> some more. Ralph <laughs> Sampson. Joan, well, Ralph Sampson they beat, but they beat him at the Horizon. Yeah, that was at the Horizon when uh, Orlando Warwick. Who was the coach at that? Oh, uh, yeah. Don't, you don't have to yeah. ask. Yeah. But – 
the fact of the matter is they have not played well at Virginia with really good teams. And now they take a a average team yeah. into Virginia. But Virginia is not playing like the defending national champs. Yeah, they have not beaten anybody. And the so opportunity be- to beat a team that's good is lessening and lessening. Like the window is the window is slowly closing for them to get a quality win to say this is why we belong in the NSA tournament. Well, they have two chances this week. They do. They're at Virginia and they're at Duke. And if you ask me, and nobody did, but I'll say it anyway, the better chance is Tuesday night. It is. If you're going to get one out of these two, you're going to get tomorrow night. Because to go into an atmosphere like Cameron Indoor Stadium with this sophomore core that has never been there, yeah, that's a lot to ask. When you say the window's closing, do you have that on your calendar? Like, they have to do something oh, yeah. by this. When, it, when is that date? Uh, the end of the season. But the, the, there's so many, like, there's... When, when, when Mike Bray looks at the ACC, ACC schedule, he says, all right, if we, struggle, if we struggle in a non-conference, we've got 20 games to make up that ground, and here are, the, here, are, here are some of the marquee games we can pick off to get back into the NCAA tournament discussion. Mm-hmm. Those games have – this year there's not that many of them because the ACC is so down. So you look now, there's eight games left in the regular season. You really have three opportunities left. You have Virginia tomorrow night at Virginia. You have Duke Saturday at Cameron. And then you have a home game against nationally ranked Florida State. That's really it. All these, all those other games, beating Boston College in Chestnut Hill, beating Wake Forest in Winston-Salem, that's not going to move the NCAA meter. Yeah. You have to do those just to stay yeah. stay in contention, but it's not going to vault you No, it's not going to be all of a sudden, wow, Notre Dame's an NCAA tournament team. And even now... They've won four in a row for the first time since 2016-17. They're six and six in the league. They're fifteen and eight overall. And there's a website called the Bracket Matrix for the NCAA tournament. They call 99 different brackets from Bracketology, from Joe Lino, whoever's doing a bracket. They they put it on a master file. They have 99 of them. Notre Dame does not appear on one. Oh boy. So they're as as good as they've been. Winning four in a row, and that's a great thing for where this program had been at one and four going to Atlanta. That's a that's a great run that they're on, but nobody in college basketball is even looking at Notre Dame and saying, even that's a possible NCAA tournament team. So as as much work of the, as they've done, there's still a lot more work left to be done. Conversely, we have two teams in the state in Indiana and Purdue. Purdue is I believe 14 and 10 overall right now mm-hmm. and, but they're 6 and 6 in the Big 10 and Indiana is well sub 500 in the Big 10 they're 5 and 7 in fact they're only about two teams up from the bottom of the Big 10 right now and yet both of those are getting NCAA talk I don't get it like the Big 10 could send 11 teams to the NCAA tournament while the ACC right now would only send 3 I think their non-conference numbers, their strength of schedule numbers have to be way decent. Like Notre Dame right now, their non-conference strength of schedule, oh, it's 317. Terrible. terrible. So and I think Purdue, beat, Purdue beating Virginia, Indiana beating Florida State, that kind of bumps them up a little bit. But I don't see I, – I don't understand why people look at Purdue and Indiana and say automatic lock. Yeah. Now, Indiana did beat Notre Dame, a, a game Notre Dame should have won. won. Could have won, 
didn't win, and which is kind of the saga of the 2019-2020 Irish. Yeah. Florida State was the same way. That was a game they could have won, should have won, didn't win. Now, getting back to IU, though, I know you didn't watch the game on Saturday. I watched Purdue and Indiana. First of all, Matt Painter just flat-out outcoached Coach. Archie Miller. Yeah. I mean, every time they came out of a timeout, Purdue scored. Mm-hmm. Well, you got how many timeouts during a game? And every time Purdue scored, and, in, and Archie's like, ah, what do I do here? <laughs> Plus, the Hoosiers don't play with effort. I mean, you're at home. You've got Bob Knight returning. This crowd is at a fever pitch, and you come out and lay one of the biggest eggs in Indiana University history. I don't understand it. And, and you talk about beat writers not wanting to spend their summer on a coaching search. <laughs> really? You think he's done? Well, new AD. Right. Brought in to do what? Fix the basketball program. I mean, when people start hollering for Tom Crean to come back at IU, you know it's bad. And the return of Bob Knight is one of, probably one of the worst scenarios for Archie Miller because everybody in Bloomington, they were all focused on Bob Knight. When's Bob Knight returning? Maybe it's going to be this game. Maybe this. How come we can't get Bob Knight back? Now he's back. They close that door, and they're left with a mediocre basketball team. Like, okay, wait, Indiana, they're a blue blood. They're not very good. No. And Archie Miller, like, I don't know. Maybe he should have stayed at Dayton. Not a good weekend for the Miller boys. (laughs) Sean and Arizona lose. Archie and IU loses. Conversely, Matt Painter I mean, he wasn't left with much right. in this Purdue cupboard after Carson Edwards left early. I think he's done a pretty good job with this team. Solid. He's he's he's, he's a really good coach. And they've got Penn State coming in tomorrow night. Penn, and that's the other thing, Tom. I look at the Big Ten standings right now. <laughs> what kind of bizarro world is this where Maryland, Penn State, Rutgers – are like the top three in the Big Ten. Well, dismiss Rutgers because didn't they lose last night to Northwestern? No, they came back didn't and they won come back that and game win? in overtime. At one point, they were down like 17. 18. 18 Ooh. to the Cats, and they come back and win in you overtime. You just can't get out of the rack with a win. You can't. They're undefeated at home this year. Scarlet Knights. Who would have thought? I know. Ooh. So, but, but that's why I look at the Big Ten, and I just can't. I'm like you. I can't buy into the no. talk that this is the greatest conference in basket. It's an okay conference. But 11 teams in the NCAA tournament? Come on. I mean, do you think Michigan's an NCAA team? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, Izzo's even struggling right now with Sparty. Michigan State's doing a lot based on their reputation. Yeah. Like, I don't I, see that they were the 18th ranked team in the country. Top four seed? No. 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 Oh. Who's the, is Baylor the best team in the country right now? Yeah. I think Baylor... You want to maybe put San Diego State in there. They're undefeated still. Watch out for our Dayton Flyers, my man. Uh, you'll Watch see, out. You see what I wore today. I do see that. I Is see, it in honor of me coming in? Of course. You Absolutely. dress for the guest. <laughs> uh, but the Dayton Flyers, where my daughters attend school, uh, picked up a nice win over the Billikens. I was flipping back and forth between IU Purdue and Dayton St. Louis mm-hmm. on Saturday. Billikens played them tough. Slew's a good team, but Dayton protected home court there at the UD Arena. They've got dudes. and Obi Toppin's a player. He is. National, maybe the National Player of the Year. I do have a wooden ward vote. 
It might be going Obi Toppin. Speaking, of, well, circling back to Notre Dame basketball, <laughs> John Mooney not part of the Wooden Award. I don't understand that. Mike Bray doesn't understand that. I got the email at midseason and wanted to just. I kind of scanned it really quickly. Okay, let me see where John Mooney's on this list, and I go up and down it. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Bray's got a problem with guys named John. John Gaffney, John Wooden. <laughs> Come on, John! We're in the league, too! They, Come on! They settled it last night. John Gaffney <laughs> was the official at Florida State when he had some suspect calls. I'll just leave it at that. John Gaffney was the official last night, and I guarantee you that when John Gaffney and Mike Bray met each other last night before the game, Mike Bray said, hey, John, I got my checkbook with me this time. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you. Like, he made a joke. He, he, yeah. he joked about it, and he moved on because that's the way Mike Bray is. He's not going to hold a grudge against John Gaffney. It was, a, it was a heat of the moment thing. And it was also the fact that his team was 2-6 and six at that time. It didn't help. If his team was 6-2 and two and had lost that game, he's not getting fined 20 large, or Notre Dame's not getting no. fined 20 grand for his comments because he's not making those comments. He was 2-6. and six. He was frustrated. It just happened to come out that way. But he and John Gaff- he probably laughed with John Gaffney and said, I just brought my checkbook on this f- trip just in case. Uh, we touched on the return of Bob Knight to Bloomington. Everybody has seen the videos. They've been all over social media this weekend. Your thoughts on that? What took so long? Yeah. Like, uh, I know Bob Knight's not in great health. He didn't look like he was in good health. Yeah. But I hope that when he put his head down on the pillow Saturday night, he thought to himself, man, I should have done this 10 years ago. When he could have enjoyed it. When more. he could have enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, and just not made it such a spectacle, maybe gone back two or three times since then. It just, it's just something that should not have taken 20 years. Bob Knight, Hall of Fame coach, deservedly so, what he did with that program, taking it to where he did, winning national championships. But Bob Knight, the person... Kind of hard, kind of hard to wrap your arms around that. Oh yeah, and and I can understand the loyalty from his players, and certainly uh, the loyalty from a guy like Dick Vitale. Ugh. But fact of the matter is, he he brought a lot of this upon himself. He did, and it was like okay, I understand he doesn't want to go back when if Miles Brand is still there. Miles Brand is long gone. Miles Brand, by the way, was the president at Indiana, Corey, when Bob Knight got fired in 2000. Gotcha. And all the people that were there when he was fired, long gone. Oh, yeah. Go on back. And and maybe that healing, maybe maybe the program doesn't struggle the way it struggled with Mike Davis, with Tom Crean, with Archie Miller right now. Maybe there's a fine line between a coach coming back two or three times, like you said, Mm -hmm. and a former coach at every game. (laughs) <laughs> all the time just being just sitting there. there just sitting there i have one of those in mind don't you i think he does too <laughs> i like gene katie showing up i thought that was pretty cool but he's yeah. not there at every game yeah right and then they were at the pacer game i saw yeah, saturday, saturday night. night they went right to indianapolis yeah, yeah. it was part yeah. of basketball day in indiana mm-hmm. saturday was basketball day in indiana gotcha and it was a, a big basketball weekend while we're talking men's college basketball Notre Dame, IU, Purdue, Butler. I'll even let you throw in Ball State and Indiana State. Who's the best college basketball team in Indiana right now, February 10th, 2020? Butler. 
even though not, they not even close. Even though they got housed by Marquette. Yeah, yesterday. that's a tough. That'll one. happen up there. That's a t- that's a tough take to, to try and go get that one, especially when you're coming off such an emotional high with Kamar Baldwin hitting the step back three to beat Villanova. You got to go to Milwaukee. It's an 11 a.m. tip on a yeah. Sunday. Kind of hard for college kids to get the body clocks going. That I mean, Notre Dame looks at when Notre Dame looks at the schedule and they see noon starts. Mike Bray's like, you know, because it's, right. it throws everything out of whack. But yeah, they they lose them at Marquette, but but Butler, they're really good. They are. I, I didn't. I do the the Blue Ribbon uh, magazine preview for four teams every year: Notre Dame, Butler, Louisville, and Xavier. So I got. Uh, interview with, with Laval Jordan like a half hour during the summer. I never saw this coming from this team. Like they were at one point, they were ranked fifth in the country. They're probably not the fifth ranked team in the no. country, but that's a team that when your bracket comes out in five weeks, you don't want to see Butler opposite your team. They can make a long run. They can. Okay. I think we've covered the gamut here on college basketball. I know you've dabbled in some high school <laughs> basketball recently. You went over and you looked at the Adams Eagles. Now, Adams played Michigan City Saturday in a power-packed game up at City. City roars from behind, wins in the fourth quarter, but Adams is unbeaten in the NIC. You like Chad Johnston's team, don't you? I love Chad Johnston's team because they've got good guards. Yeah. And Mike Bray's always a guy that says, if you've got good guards, you've got a chance. And you watch Adams play, and it's like, I went there and I saw him play Penn, I think maybe early January, and they got two stops and smothered Penn. And you could tell right off the bat that Penn was not going to be able to do much. And they get the two stops, and Adams goes down and scores. And Chad Johnston's still barking out about playing defense. Like, they just get, they, they just get after you. Defensively, they're coming at you in waves. I walked into an Adams practice this time last week, and what I loved about it was you walk in, and they're all huddled up, and you can't tell who the best player is on the floor. And you can't do that at a lot of high schools. And it, it really changes from night to night for it them. It does. I mean, it could be Braden Saxton one night. It could be Quentin Columbus another night. It could be Sidney Jeffries who's really come on strong as of late. And then you've got Lynn King that kind of holds everything all together as one of those proverbial glue guys. Now, they have a big game with St. Joe tomorrow night at Alumni Gym. It's not as big as it would have been if St. Joe only had one loss mm-hmm. in the league. Who do you like in that one? I don't know because I haven't seen St. Joe. Okay, like I you like, have not seen Jr. Kinesny play. I haven't, have not in you person. Going tomorrow night? No, because I've got Notre Dame, Virginia watching on TV. Okay, nine o'clock start. I got to get a nap in. I understand. Maybe I understand. So, but I haven't seen St. Joe. I know Jr. is there, and I'll, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to go see all the other people before I see the Notre Dame guy. Sure. So, have you seen Trey Galloway? I, uh, last year I have. Okay, last year. Um, we had a Culver Academy game against Cathedral a couple of weeks ago. By the way, Trey Galloway over the weekend became the all-time leading scorer at Culver Academy. Uh, he's headed to IU, and he will help them because he knows how to play defense as well as he knows how to play offense. <laughs> as opposed to Demisey, who eh, he just kind of he's just kind of there. Yeah, he's just. Eh. I, and I have nothing against Demisey personally. But he didn't play defense in high school. Did not. And hasn't quite learned how to do it yet at IU. Um, other top players in the area. I know that you went Saturday and saw Jerry Bracey Jerry play Bracey. At Marion. For my money, Marion right now playing as well as anybody mm-hmm. in our area. 
second place in the NIC, I think 7-1. and one. And Adams so, caught him at a good time back in December. Surprising a lot of people. Like It, it was interesting to hear the, the, the Marion people talk about how they talked amongst themselves when Jay Nivey decided to go from Marion to La Lumiere that Marion was basically wiped off the map. Like, see ya. You're not going to be any good. We'll see you in 2020, 21. And then now here they are right behind Adams in second place in the NIC. So it's it's nice to see what Bracey's been able to do because he's always said, he's always said, I've, I've been kind of like a fit-in guy. He and mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey are best friends. So it was like, I'll let, I'll let Jaden run the show, and I'll just be kind of like the sidekick. Now he has to run the show. And it was different for him. But he's, I think he's done a pretty solid job. I don't want to take too much away from your article. Yeah, because I haven't written it yet. Okay. So. What was his reaction to Jaden going to Lalomere? Was he surprised by Stunned. that? Stunned. Like, what are you doing? But then he's like, then he's got it. Then he says, eh, you know, I understand. I get it. Okay. But it's like, we were going to we were gonna do this thing together. Yeah. Like, he, he even wears number five this year. That was Jaden's number at Marion. So it's like, we were going we to do this thing together as seniors. We couldn't get over the CMA hump. Maybe this was the year that we were going to do it. We were going to finally be able to get past sectionals, get into regional, semi-state, maybe go down state. Let's do this together. Oh, no, he's leaving. So it was hard for him. That 3A sectional with Washington, and you've got Petty and Vaughn, who mm-hmm. are a pretty good duo. you got St. Joe. you got Marion. Uh, John Glenn's not a bad team, and Jimtown keeps finding ways to win. Where is that 3A, 3A sectional? You know, that's a good question. I, I figured you know. I Man. think that 3A sectional is at Jimtown. Again? But I'll, I'll, we can double-check on that. We'll have that for you on Wednesday, Jack. Pause button. You taking a nap over here? No, I'm listening. Let's I'm go. Fascinated. I'm fascinated. Uh, watching Chuck light up because there's someone in there that can actually keep up with him. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. You're writing an article as of when we re- record this that you'll turn in for tomorrow? Uh, well, I'm writing a column tomorrow on Notre Dame, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And right now it's a blank slate. Like okay. I wasn't going to, like, I, I basically, I, I have the, the, the leeway of write when I want. Like if Notre Dame had lost to Clemson on Sunday last night, I probably wouldn't have written a column. But Notre Dame basketball is hot right now. They've won four in a row. They're going to the nat- defending national champions. So I'm going to write something tomorrow on Notre Dame men's basketball. I'm writing a, a Jerry Bracey column for Thursday. For Friday, I'm writing a column on Mary Kate Pruitt, the St. Joe swimmer. Outstanding swimmer. What comes, what comes first, champion. Tom? Article or the title? Or the headline? Article. Headlines always last. Always last. Always last. Because I write the headline, too. So it's like, all right, let me sit down. And 80% of the time, I've already got it kind of written in my head what direction I want to go. Put my put my earplugs in and just go, just knock it out, fifteen hundred words, and then I'll let it sit, let it marinate for a little bit, and then I'll come back and just, then I'll start thinking about headline, editing, adding, subtracting, going through my interview notes. What quote did I not get in? What what quote do I want? Oh, I don't want to do that. Let me throw that out. So do the headlines have, always. Do you have like three favorite headlines that you've ever written? No, because like, these re- were good. I nailed it on this one. I can't even remember any of the no? headlines. No. Like, I'm more about the copy, maybe. That's interesting that you write the article first in the headline, because when we get the paper in here and I see that you've written something, uh-huh. I read the headline first and go, huh, as if that's the tease to what's going to unfold in the article. It should be. Yeah. It should, it should yeah. help draw you in. 
you always write your own headline or do other people write your headline? I usually write it and if they want like I don't know yeah. what the layout of the paper is like if it's going to go if it's going across the top oh okay if it goes across the top then you need a long headline you don't need like the two two or three main big words then sometimes it's in the centerpiece mm-hmm. you might need two or three big words or it's like I don't know how they're designing it so it's like all right here's the headline if you want to change it change it as long as your go. picture appears that's all that matters oh. <laughs> By the way, that 3A sectional is at Jim Towns. Again? Yeah. Wow. Two years in a row. Five teams in there with 11 wins or more right now. That's going to be a pretty good run there. Yeah. Might have to get out there. Although that 4A sectional, then you've got Adams and Culver Academy yeah. in that same sectional with you know some other good teams in there. Uh, you've seen Blake Wesley play from Riley. Thoughts on him? Struggled against Marion. I didn't know he and Jerry Bracey are cousins. Yes. They're cousins. So he struggled against Marion. At Marion, Mike Bray was in attendance. Demetrius Jackson was in attendance. Uh, at Marion, and Blake Wesley had like 10 points, and the Marion fans were chanting, Jerry's better. <laughs> Jerry's better. Clap, clap, clap. And then uh, uh, Mike Bray was was scouting Blake Wesley. Can't talk about him. Right. Can't say anything. Understood. So he he was it was a struggle for him then and then like I saw him three nights later at Memorial over at Northside. Mike Bray likes him like really likes him like really really likes him. I so think. when you say he can't say anything, do you talk to him at the game at all about that, or you just let it lie because you know he can't talk about it? When I see Mike Bray at a high school game and we have this, we I have explained to him that when I see him at a high school game, I'm just leaving him alone. Because he's got to deal with me every day, for yeah. mostly every day for six months. Right. And if he's at a high school game, he's got other people. All the fans are coming up to him and shaking. I'm like, look, I'm I'm here. I know you're there. I see you over there. But we're just going to stay away from each other because you know that's it's. Sometimes it's just too much. You have to, you have to, especially like if a season's going sideways like this season at that point that season was mm-hmm. you don't want the beat guy hanging around you so no. you, we, but we do can, you ask like who are you here for or he's not allowed to say no he well, we can talk we, the next day you can say yeah him. the next oh, okay. day and it's it's kind of it's kind of easy to think that when he's seeing Mar- uh, marion riley game he's looking at blake wesley okay so but usually usually when i see him in a high school game we'll kind of uh, say something in passing and and that yeah I'll, I'll just leave him alone because he deals with me too much as it is. Okay. You didn't watch any XFL over the weekend. I was too busy on Saturday. Would you have if you weren't? No. Did you? I just saw some goofy Twitter highlight <laughs> goofy moments. Right. Somebody went for one point and they're like, really? I I don't. Well, they have they have that point after rule where you can go for one from the two, two points from the five, or three points from the ten. <laughs> and you could tell you could tell they were all these. Run that back to me again. What is that? What's the breakdown? <laughs> from the two yard, if you go for it from the two yard line, there's no kicking. If you go for it from the two yard line, it's one point. If you go for it from the five, you get two points if it's successful. And if you go for it from the 10 and it's successful, you get three points. So you could be down nine points at the end of the game. We're going to go for three and get the uh, conversion to tie it up. And. For some XFL overtime, yeah, I just uh, I just can't get into football in February. I like once once the Super Bowl ends, it's basketball. Like it's March Madness time. NCAA tournaments coming, selection Sundays coming. Well, and I think this is what's going to hurt. All these leagues have followed the same pattern in the past. 
for the first couple of weeks, people watch out of the curiosity factor. Mm -hmm. They want to see the different rules. They want to see what this product is. From a football standpoint, it wasn't terrible. It, I've I've seen a lot worse. That other league that tried to form last year, the um, yeah, what was that? All American Football League. Oof. That was bad. This at least looked like you know some people out there who had a clue about what was going on and had been coached. But what caught my fancy was some of the so the conversion rule that they have mm-hmm. on the kickoffs. I don't actually think this is a bad thing. The kicker is back at the 30-yard line. But in order they're trying to work on the safety part of what a kickoff is. Yep. So rather than have the team back at the 30-yard line with the kicker charging 40 yards down the field, running full speed into somebody, they put them up at the other 30-yard line, the receiving team's 30-yard line. The receiving team has its guys lined up at its 30-yard line and their guy back deep to receive the kickoff. And nobody can move until the guy catches the ball. <laughs> freeze. Everybody freeze. So now go. basically it's to limit the impact mm-hmm. of the collisions that happens. Could you see the NFL maybe adopt it? I can't see the NFL looking at the XFL and saying, oh, yes, we see your wisdom. <laughs> yeah. We're going to adopt your Hey, rules. that's a great idea. Can we borrow that? Can yeah. we do that? I think they would just try to figure out a way to eliminate kickoffs altogether. I did like seeing how the replay booth works and functions and what they go through. The XFL has a, a the camera, camera over there. the guy's show. I saw some of the, some of the screenshots on Twitter about that. Yeah, but how about um, from a broadcasting perspective? What did you think about people calling the games? Well, they they ran normal college football and pro football crews out for some of these games. So really. Yeah, so it was like Steve Levy and Brian Greasy were doing the game on ESPN hmm. on Saturday. I mean, it was your normal college football production team. So it wasn't as though they took uh, the interns and threw them out to the XFL. <laughs> There's a tackle by number 27, and 85 has the ball, and there he goes. Right. And, oh, you at, heard me call a game. <laughs> but That's your extents of your prep, like... Okay, what number is he? Uh, I talk when Chuck points to me. (laughs) (laughs) But as I told our friend Derek, who listens to the show, and he was asking about the XFL, I I think for a couple of weeks there will be some interest to see what this is. But the problem for the XFL is then by week three or four, we're getting into conference tournaments, Mm -hmm. March Madness, and nobody cares. Like I got back from the Marion Memorial game at maybe 345, 4 o'clock, and turned on Virginia Louisville basketball and then Virginia Louisville goes into Duke Carolina. Duke Carolina so it's like it's not even wasn't even on my radar to say hey let me check this out yeah and then uh, Daytona is coming up this weekend and we have a couple of drivers of local heritage relatively local yeah well Ryan Newman went to school at South Bend LaSalle he hasn't really been back this way for a while he's got a new team in Roush Racing finished fifth in the Bush Clash last night the kid that kind of gets my interest a little bit is this 20-year-old down in Winnemac named Justin Haley, mm-hmm. who has, who actually won a NASCAR race last year at the age of 19. Hmm. I mean, can you picture that? You get your driver's license at 16. <laughs> I realize a lot of these kids start driving in these races beforehand, but you get your driver's license at 16, three years later, oh, I'm winning a race <laughs> where we're circling an oval at 200 miles an hour. That's all. 
the common man does have no idea what goes on in a NASCAR. I mean, it's eyes forward, right? You can't turn your head at all. I mean, you're locked in, right? Yeah. Kind of like a horse with Well, you've got blinders. blinders. Yeah, you've kind of got the neck brace on to help you with if you're in a collision. So And top speed in NASCAR? Oh, 200. Two. Oh, nope. Nope. Not doing it? No. So, so this, this kid, Haley, um, yesterday there were a couple spots that they open up for teams that don't really have um, the backing, so to speak. And this kid, Haley, and his team got one of the spots, so... But he's got to be careful in the qualifying races on Thursday that they have for Daytona because Not to wreck. his team can't afford a backup car. Right. So he's, he wants to drive fast and get as good a spot as he can, but he can't put the car in jeopardy because if they wreck the car, he might not have it for Sunday. Oh, wow. You know, I've been with the Tribune since 92-ish. I don't have many regrets, but I think the one regret that's near the top of the list is how we've never really been able to connect with Ryan Newman. Like, it's just, I've tried, and we've, I've done columns on him, and I've, I've gone to his trailer in Indianapolis during Brickyard, and got his PR reps are got him. He's just never been a guy that's he's been mad. able to, to do it for me. He's still mad because people didn't cover him as much as he thought he should have been covered when he was getting started. Really? That's it? Yeah, like, and, and you want to? I want to say to him, if that was if that's the case, I want to say to him, "Hey, Ryan, I wasn't here." Like, I, I, yeah, if, if we're covering you now, right? But he, it it's it does seem like now that you mention that, it does seem like he's always had some sort of a grudge when it comes to or a, a sort of a, a predisposition when it comes to being interviewed by the hometown newspaper, yeah. and it's always like I remember one the the last time, the last time. His PR rep was like, hey, we've got the Daytona 500 coming up. Ryan Newman's from South Bend. Would you like to talk to Ryan Newman? Yeah, if if you're setting it up, if you're going to take the time to set it up and, and contact, sure. Give me. We've got 10 minutes with him. He spent the entire 10 minutes talking to me while he was assembling a, a tree stand in his backyard for hunting. Yeah. So he's dis, he's he's already preoccupied, and at one point I was like, do you what, care? Yeah, like, am I am I am I imposing on your time? Can you not? Can you just maybe give me ten minutes? I don't care if you don't want to do the interview, but at least act like you want to do it, because and it's it's always been like that, and it's just been the the one thing where I cringe now every time I may get an email from that that has Ryan Newman in that in the, hmm. the subject line because it's like, okay, maybe this time it'll be different, and then it's just it's just there's just some sort of disconnect that I can never I've never been able to close that gap in 20 years well, of trying to do columns with Ryan Newman it's just never gotten any better yeah I I don't think he I don't think he cares I don't think he's looked to keep any kind of connection yeah. to back here and it's it's not important to him that's a shame it is because if he's a local guy and now yes that there there was a guy that was from Laporte that used to race in NASCAR in Tony Raines. Yeah. And Tony Raines could not have been any nicer. Oh, he was. As yeah. far as accessibility, here's my cell phone. What else you need? Give me a call. What can I do for you? And so you had Tony Raines, and then you had Ryan Newman, and we're not even going to discuss David Strummy. So. Yeah. Well. Just, that's, not even, that's not even a topic I'm going to I'm not even going to touch. 
But I, I think this Justin Haley kid could be around NASCAR for a while. He shows some talent. There you go. And there you NASCAR talk. I didn't think I'd be talking NASCAR when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Did you think you'd be talking Oscars? No. I mean, are you a movie guy? I am a movie guy. Did you see any of the big nine? I did not. Not a one. Not a one. Didn't see Joker. Nope. Not 19th? interested in any any of the Batman stuff. None of it. Nineteen seventeen. Want to? Parasite. It, have to now. That's all everybody's talking about. Ford versus Ferrari. Nope. That was a sports movie. Yeah. My big takeaway last night was Parasite winning. Yeah. First non English speaking film. And nineteen seventeen didn't clean the house. Nothing. Ah, two things. <laughs> That movie's so great, Tom. So great. Nineteen seventeen. Hell yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at, if you watch it, if you go see it twice, which I I did, mm-hmm. the first time your your jaw dropped because you're like, how did they make this? There, there's movie magic happening at its best. So then you're gonna go, we'll give that director a trophy for whatever he's just come up with. But then the story is, it's war, but it's great, and it's and it's in real time. So you're you're chomping at your fingernails like, come on, guys. Chuck asked me when we, before we walked in here. He's like, yeah, did you watch the Oscars last night? I said, I, I had Notre Dame basketball on the brain. So yeah. I was helping put together the story that we had, pieced together that in the South Bend Tribune this morning. And then by the time that ended, uh, I, tr- I, I flipped the Oscars on. Uh, it was uh, They were too far into it for me to try to really get into it the the like, show yeah. itself the way they do the show the presentation of the show i care less three <laughs> yeah. hours and 35 minutes i'm Woo. not sitting through that right uh that said you know i'm always curious to see who wins and why they win mm-hmm. you know brad pitt i think got a win because he had never won an award as an actor and people wanted to kind of honor him and it was once upon a time in Hollywood, and there's nothing Hollywood likes better than itself. The, absolutely. You know. And that was probably the toughest, would we call that a bracket of people? I yeah. mean, it was the five, some of the best actors on the planet. You throw Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino. Joe <laughs> Pesci, Brad that's, Pitt. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good five, yeah. starting five right there. And Hanks yeah. is in the front row, two seats down from Brad Pitt. Right. Two seats down from Leonardo, and it's like, <laughs> my goodness, this is stacked. Um, I had heard Renee, I had heard after we recorded the podcast on Friday and I made a fool of myself picking the woman from little women, uh, that Renee Zellweger was just basically a shoe in. I did not see the movie Judy, but I guess she did a terrific yeah, Judy Garland. Did she win? Yeah, she did. So she, she received uh best actress. Laura Dern was best supporting actress. You saw. It was a Netflix movie, Marriage Story. Yeah. I don't yeah. get that one. I, I don't get that one. I, 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 there was one Friday night, maybe last month. I had some time. I fired that one up because everybody had talked about it. It's not a feel-good movie, Tom. It's not a feel-good <laughs> movie, movie. And it's like, like it, it, was like, it was like talking to Ryan Newman. I wanted to like him. And I wanted the like marriage story. I, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I, it was like, oof, I, I'm not getting it. So that one won. Joaquin Phoenix, as we expected, won for his portrayal of Joker. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you got against Batman? I don't know. I just to me, Batman's Batman's from like the 1960s. Mm-hmm. With who's the original Batman? Adam West. Adam West and Burt Ward. That's Batman yeah. to me. That's yeah. it. 
and 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 Alfred the Butler and the cool car and the the the, the TV show. So in other words, you didn't read the comic book because see, he's comic book guy. I know he's comic. So guy. he appreciates yes, he dark right. Batman. Mm-hmm. Unlike you, I'm I campy want, Batman. I want campy <laughs> Batman, and I want Julie Newmar going around in a Catwoman suit. Absolutely, Absolutely. Like her Batman. It's mm-hmm. it's Batman and Catwoman and the Riddler. Yeah, that's I it. want Caesar Romero. <laughs> Caesar Romero, that's with his Batman mustache and yeah. makeup over the mustache. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. <laughs> that's Batman to me. I'll I never got. Into I'll let that one slide, Tom. I'll that's all right. That we can slide. still be friends. We, okay. uh, everything's Mike, all right. If Mike Bray were a superhero, who would he be? <laughs> <laughs> How many hits did the Mike Bray getting a fine get on the website? Oh, lots. Five thousand, and it wasn't Mike Bray being fined; it was the University of Notre Dame being yes. fined. Thank you for so. Yeah, that was that was an interesting that was an interesting forty eight hours for me because it was right around it was the same day as the helicopter crash with Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. So it was that weekend. So it was like a weird weekend going on with Mike Bray. This and my, look, Mike Bray can can complain about the officiating. That's it's and he's not going to get fined twenty thousand dollars for it. But when he insinuates that the ACC has a double standard yeah. because Notre Dame's football program is independent, I think that's when the ACC drew the line and said, "Look, that's a no no." And it really should be because the ACC threw Notre Dame the ultimate athletic lifeline when they yes. said, "Why don't you come on over in our conference?" Because the Big East, as the Big East as they knew it, was dying a very rapid death. And if it was, there was, there was, at, when, when all this conference stuff was going on so many years ago, there was one reporter in our office that was convinced Notre Dame was going to go to the Big 12. And Mike Bray heard that. And I, I remember sitting in a, we were, I was over at Notre Dame doing a bas- basketball something or other. And I said, yeah, so and so thinks that Notre Dame's leaning toward the Big 12. And Mike Bray's first reaction at that point was, might be time to get the resume ready. Because, I'm not coaching in the Big 12. No, I so for the that. ACC to extend the offer the way they did and allow Notre Dame to come in with all their other sports except football but play five games, like that was the ultimate athletic lifeline. And so for Mike Bray to say, yeah, we're treated differently because we're football. I think they're treated differently because they're Notre Dame. It just happens that the fact that Notre Dame is a football independent. Yeah. So that's, don't, you can't go there with the league, Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and here's, here's a $20,000 fine. <laughs> I think we filled people's earbuds today. A rather ADD and ACC version of... It's always ADD when I'm in the studio here. Well, if you're all over the place. I know that you've listened to the podcast other times. Let's just leave it at, it's always ADD. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Noy writes for the South Bend Tribune. That's where you can follow his written work. Appreciate that. You are on another podcast. Only during football season. Only? Only during football season. Okay. It's the Pot of Gold Extra Point. Myself and Carter Carl is a former or fellow, not former, fellow Notre Dame uh, in Notre Dame insider for the South Bend Tribune. We do it as a spinoff podcast to our main guys, Eric Hansen and Tyler James. Their pot of gold runs throughout Constantly. the season, so it's like your Frazier to their cheers. It is okay, but or I'm, your Joey to their friends. No, let's go with the first one. <laughs> And then he also makes sometimes appearances on WSBT weekday sports. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Good. We like to keep him busy because, as we've learned, when he's not busy, he's a pain. <laughs> I'm a pain. You're welcome, Mrs. Noy. Yes. 
thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Dutch Leonard. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freeby and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.